the power of the past. We're able to thank God for all our past life experiencing, seeing He has used them to shape us into who we are today. We live in brokenness and vulnerability. We're able to speak freely about our weaknesses, failures, and mistakes. We receive the gift of limits. We're regularly able to say no to requests and opportunities, then risk overextending ourselves. We embrace grieving and loss. We openly admit our losses and disappointments. We make incarnation our model for living well. We're regularly able to enter into other people's worlds and feelings connecting deeply with them. That's healthy families, all of those. That's from the Emotionally Healthy Church. So as you take those thoughts, just come with me. I just want to bring you along with me to the shore of the Sea of Galilee. I love standing at the north end of the Sea of Galilee. This is from the the Mount of Beatitudes, and you just kind of look down the whole Sea of Galilee. Tiberias is over here. And over here is Syria. So you're just kind of looking. And on that shore is where you find Capernaum. And Capernaum is where the ministry of Jesus begins. And here we were, the journey of understanding family in March of this year on the Sea of Galilee. They just do funny things, you know. Here we are holding the American flag floating around in Israel. But I don't know. And then, because we're going to talk about fishing on the Sea of Galilee... Most of us, when we think about fishing, we think of a rod and a reel. Well, Jesus' disciples didn't have a rod and reel. They cast a net. So here is someone casting a net into the Sea of Galilee. Watching that, I realized, man, I would be like entangled and throw myself into the sea if I tried that. In Mark chapter 1, verse 16 to 20, as Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee... He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. I'll teach you how to fish for people rather than fish for fish. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Maybe they were having a really bad day fishing for fish. Those of you that are fishermen would understand that. Forget this, I'm not fishing anymore. (laughs) And as he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in the boat mending their nets. Immediately, Jesus called them, and they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Maybe that was some family tension. Oh, we got to get out of this boat. This business with dad is not going well. Jesus' invitation. It starts with two sets of brothers that are working together in a family business. And Jesus calls them out of that and they begin to follow him to begin something new. I do want us to notice that this is an invitation. There's not a question. Somehow... In our lifetime, we've taken this wonderful invitation that Jesus gives to people and we've turned it into questions. Are you saved? Now, truthfully, in the world that Jesus lived in, if he would have said that, they would have said, saved from what are you talking about? But we've become this this religious jargon that we use. Or, if you died tonight, 
would you go to heaven or to hell? Are your sins forgiven? We come with all these questions. And, you know, forgive me if that's the way that you came to faith in Jesus, but that's not really the way Jesus did it. Maybe the Holy Spirit used that. That's great. But I, lo I just love the fact that he said, follow me. Follow me. It's not a question. Just follow me. It's an invitation into a whole new way of living. Follow me. And let me teach you. So Jesus is inviting these two sets of brothers to make a transition from fishing for fish to something else. The only time that I've ever heard from Nate Feingold about my slideshow was this morning. And he is busy helping set up for Young Life, and I get a text, great slideshow, because there's Nate. He saw his picture. And that's his friend Scott, not this Scott, but another friend Scott. And those are the fish they caught this week in the Gulf of Mexico. Now, I did not put a picture of myself because I fish and I don't catch. I don't understand it. Jason, you can catch fish. George, you can catch fish. Nate can catch fish. I don't catch fish. What's up with that? From fishing for fish to fishing for people. Can you imagine what these fishermen, what, uh, what they would have experienced when, the, when you go from casting a net, gathering fish, to feeding 5,000 people, and they were wonderfully watching fish multiply, and they're feeding that to people. 5,000 people fed. Can you imagine what these fishermen were thinking? There's some lessons on casting that I think that Jesus really wants us to learn. I think we all know that our community is uh, growing. The cities around us are growing. The wonderful advantage of that is the casting of nets, the gathering of people, introducing people to Jesus. So what can we learn from this first encounter? Jesus, disciples, teaching them the fish. One, there's no hooks and there's no bait. If you think about gathering of people, the church sadly has become an expert on switch and bait. And that's not how they did it. There's no hooks. There's no baiting. There's just the casting of a net. When you cast a net... You have to make sure that that net is tended. It, it has to be mended. And it seems that almost every week, the, the net that's being cast has to be mended because somebody else within the body of Christ has really done something stupid to really undermine the message that keeps the fish scattered. I don't want anything to do with that. And then when nets are cast, they have to really be cast wide. And you've got to cast it where there's a catch. I mean, this, these last couple, we're working way out in the country. There's, there's not much casting out there that's going to really collect much versus being downtown at the coffee shop or in the school or in the office building or wherever you might be. Then the last thing is when you cast the net, you get what you get. 
I mean, these guys weren't fishing for a particular fish. Now, they might have had a special fish. But they collect, I mean, a, a net's going to collect whatever within its grasp. And so when you and I become fishers of people and we're casting a net, which just, it's just a, it's symbolic of gathering people. We're just gathering people. Some of those are going to be like, the, like a beautiful redfish or a drum. Or some of them might be like an old sandal. Because you're going to collect stuff in a net. And we ought to be glad. We ought to rejoice. Hey, there's this diverse catch. So what I really think it really comes down to is, is that as a healthy family of people following Jesus, Jesus wants to teach us the fish for people. And, and simply what that means is he wants us to gather people around us. He wants us to be like him. Hey, follow me as I'm following Jesus. Hey, would you like to come along with me? Because I'm following you. Come along with me. And so as Jesus teaches us to catch, to gather the people of our generation, it would just simply look like you and I gathering people around our dinner table. It'd be simply conversing with people at the coffee shop that are all around you. It would be in a classroom, gathering friends together. Be in your neighborhood, gathering people together. And somehow through that gathering of people, very naturally, with not a lot of rehearsal, beginning to talk about matters of faith and how your life works and how you would like to invite people to come along and follow Jesus with you. See, I want us to learn as a community of people within a city that's exploding, how do we gather people? Not into a building. You know, I really, I'm really grateful for the song. I, I, I want to know you. had a conversation yesterday, and it was really all about religion. I'm not interested in the religion of Christianity. I'm, I'm interested in relationship with Christ, the relationship with Jesus. I want to invite people into relationship, not into religion. And that I could just tell in that conversation that we're just, we're missing each other. And it's that relational aspect. And it, and it, it kind of that conversation turned towards comparative religion. It was kind of like, maybe I was, maybe I was representing Christianity and I thought that Christianity was the best religion on the planet. And, the, and really what was happening was somebody saying, you know, religions are man moving towards God. And we all have these conversations of, of what structure has man created moving towards God and which one of those structures is best. And I would say, I don't think any of those structures work because what I know is that God moved towards me. I think the message, Eugene Peterson uses a term, it's the great reversal. Religion has always been about man trying to get to God. And what God said is, that's not working. So I'm going to move towards man. That's the faith that I have, is God came to me. I didn't go to him. He came to me. So as we're gathering people, we're entering into this world, this conversation, where we can begin to focus upon God coming to us. And then us going into other people's world to invite them to follow Jesus. I want us as a community 
to learn how to do that well. So can you turn to your neighbor and just say, shall we, shall we follow Jesus together? I mean, how hard is that? That's not real difficult to do, is it? Could you, do you want to think, turn to your neighbor and say, you know, I really like talking about Jesus. Can you, can you, can you do that? Could you like turn to your neighbor and just say that Jesus, that's, I don't know why that, why is that name so hard for us to say? You know, those of you that get to... I don't like you calling me Mr. Turnagle. I like you calling me Scott. Because that's my first name. It's, why, would, why would Jesus then want us to call him the, the Christ? Let me introduce you to the Christ. That's really formal. It's Jesus. So can we take a moment just to pray and really invite the Holy Spirit to begin to teach us it, it's just something beginning, this, like this is a whole season, that the Holy Spirit would really teach us to be fishers of people, to follow in the footsteps of these first disciples, and to really make a difference in our generation. Again, it's not, I'm not talking about the size of buildings and structure. I'm talking about people that we know being introduced to Jesus so that they say, I know him. And I love him, and I'm following him, and I'm inviting others as well. Okay? Can we stand together and pray that kind of prayer? Jesus, I thank you that our heritage is that these ordinary fishermen were invited to lay down their fishing nets to begin to follow you and begin to catch people, to gather people, and those people begin to follow you. And Lord, that, that's our heritage. That's what comes to us on this morning. And so Lord, as I watch our city grow and the cities around us grow and grow, there's just more and more people. I just had this, this very strong... Um, conviction that we we're going to be part of gathering people into relationship with you and I know Holy Spirit we can't do that in and of our own selves we can't create a program to do that we would ask that you would empower us to do that so this morning Holy Spirit I ask that you would teach us teach us to catch the people of our generation into relationship with Jesus. Holy Spirit, teach us to do this together, not not to be solo fishermen, not to be out in some river with that fly rod, but Lord, to be able to fish together and to gather people into conversation and that those conversations would lead to an invitation, not to questioning, but an invitation. Would you like to follow Jesus with me? Let's follow Jesus together. Holy Spirit, would you bring that sort of an empowerment to our community that people around us, by the thousands literally, would come to know you, would come to love you, would come to follow you, and that, oh Lord, we would represent you well.
Finally, Lord, thank you for the ministry of Young Life that's done that since the 40s. And thank you that they have been, they've been able to incarnate that message on high school campuses all over the United States and now into the world. So we pray your blessing upon that ministry today as people gather to hear about that and support that ministry financially. Lord, help us to support those ministries that are doing exactly what you exemplified in your story today. Come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of others. So bless you, Lord. Thank you for our time together in your name. Amen.